Hi, I'm Ricky. I have bipolar. This is my podcast. Today, I am not alone in recording. And I know I've had guests on the show before, but today is a little different. Today, I have someone really special. I mentioned on the last cast that I did that I am seeing someone new. Uh, I forget if I referred to him as either Potato or as Puppy, but uh, my boyfriend is on the show and his name is Mike. I didn't say his name in the last cast because I wasn't sure if he'd be comfortable with me saying his name, but apparently he is. Uh, So, Mike, do you want to (laughs) say something about yourself? I just want to say hi, Mike, and uh, I I am a hardcore gamer. I love games, all of them. <laughs> I actually just started getting him into EDF five. Uh, that's been exciting. We uh, sort of bonded over Slime Rancher. That we did. So. Today, I want to start off the show with talking about not feeling alone, or actually feeling lonely. Uh, Something that I've always kind of felt was that I was all alone and dealing with everything, and that I had to be all alone because I was a burden on other people. And I'm working on that. I'm working on valuing myself and saying, you know what, maybe I'm not a burden, Maybe people want to help me and that there are other people like me who want to help others. So Mike has some really strong feelings on feeling lonely or being alone. And I remember we were texting and I said that I felt alone. I felt lonely one night. And you called and talked to me. So... Uh, Mike, I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, so um, I've always had uh, a difficult past uh, when it comes to uh, feeling alone. Um, Bit of a brief uh, backstory is that... uh, my family has never really been very close with one another. So I've always felt like, uh, uh, especially I felt uh, almost forgotten. I'm the youngest of uh, three kids. And um, I always just felt that uh, my parents you know, never really paid attention to me unless I actually did something noteworthy. But... Um, other than that, I was pretty much left to myself. And um, uh, down the road, I've pushed people away, lost people that I cared about, and um, eventually the uh, loneliness uh, did take its toll to the point where 
I have no shame in admitting that I have attempted suicide before because of it. And it was rough. But um, somehow I had managed to uh, pull myself out of it. And I managed to keep going. And I do partially owe my life to a couple of my friends because they were the ones who really helped me. Um, after my, uh, during my initial attempt, I had stopped myself from actually doing it. But I had just told myself one more day. That one more day and then it would all be over. I would go through with it. I just wanted to experience everything one last time. And on that next day, my friends that I had pushed away came back. And that really started my healing process towards actually uh, working on myself, um, trying to always have uh, someone in my life who's there to listen, that I can talk to. Um, just always having, just always, at the very least, knowing that someone's there for me whenever I need it. Doesn't matter who it is, as long as somebody listens to me. It really does help with that feeling that um, I really am not alone. There is someone out there. I may not know them, but there's somebody there. So if you ever feel uh, alone or if um, you just don't have a lot of like people around you that uh, don't seem to listen, uh, in my opinion, not the best option, but try um, saying something online or um, the one app that we both use is uh, Whisper. It's uh, mostly anonymous, and uh, you can pretty much say whatever you want on there, and anyone in your area can just uh, hop on, say something, talk to you. Anyone around the world can. Yeah. Anyone who has the app. I am so grateful that you, that your friends were there for you. So that you could be here with me right now. I'm yeah. ridiculously grateful for them. And I am always here for you. And you guys out there can always send me a voicemail on here. And I will do what I can to help. Or even if it's just listen and respond, I'm I'm here. From our first date, <laughs> I could not stop thinking about you and then our second date happened and I just every time my phone would ring with a text I was excited and I was hoping it was you and when it was I would smile like I do when I think about bears <laughs> you and your bears 
Mike can attest that literally just saying bears, my face lit up. I don't even need to say bears. I just send the bear emoji to you and <laughs> That's you true. get excited. But I think that's also because it's you texting. And from our second date, which, by the way, our first date ended up being nine hours long. Our second date was ten and a half hours. And then our third date ended up being like 30 hours. Yeah, our third date uh, spent over two days. <laughs> and there really wasn't any sleeping. At one point there was a nap and for like an hour and a half. And then that was about it. Yeah. I knew I was hooked. But the second date. And you had told me that you also felt the same way. Yeah. Um, for me, it was more um, just before your birthday when you started to open up a bit more. That's why I started to feel that there was something there. You but were the first sure. text on my birthday. <laughs> that I was. I made a point to stay up to exactly midnight to send her a a decently sized text. Uh, if you're not saying that, uh, uh, you know, I cared about her. I saved the text. <laughs> I screenshotted it. Um, you know, once uh, she started opening up a bit more to me, um, I started to feel that there was something there. Then we went on a first date and we really connected. And from there, it only just built up to the second date when after I left, I literally just sat in my car for, I think it was like five minutes, literally just thinking like, I am in love with this woman. <laughs> I knew it not right then, but I think I was very much trying to not feel it at first because I was like, don't rush it, give it time, give it space, don't push it. <laughs> Strange thing is I actually kind of wanted to like stretch it out a bit more and not like rush into anything either but um i knew what i felt i showed you that poem that i wrote that was like the day after our date that yeah. was it's literally called i'm pathetic <laughs> and it's literally basically me saying i'm in love with this guy without saying the words it, it, Basically, you can't stop thinking about him. Uh, and then, while we were, while he, he went away the next day, and I was sad because he was even farther away because we live an hour and a half away almost, about an hour and 15. Um, yeah, it really depends on traffic. It's usually like hour 15 to hour and a half. And then all of a sudden you were four or five hours away. And 
for some reason that felt like you were an eternity away. And we were talk we talked on the phone and uh out of habit I was like very much like my brain was like, was like okay, love you, bye, and I, I had to yeah. shut that down. I also almost did the exact same thing like right before I said goodbye because I had to go to dinner with my family. Um I had to physically stop myself from saying I love you. <laughs> Because um, I wanted to say it in person uh, on our next date. We, to be fair, we did text almost constantly. From even before our first date, we'd been texting all the time. Yeah. And, like, every morning I get these wake-up texts that say, Good morning. And sometimes it's in Gaelic. Yeah. And uh, then at night, before I go to bed, I get these sweet dream texts. And even before they were, before we said I love you, they were the sweetest things and the sweetest wake up and the nicest, like, goodnight texts. And... We've only kind of just begun, but I am hopeful. And that's a big thing. So am I. Good. So, today for my happy place, I'm deferring to Mike. Because that's what I do when I have guests on the show. So, Mike said that he had more than one he wanted to share. And I'm going to turn it over to him. Also, I'm going to stretch because my leg is dead. <laughs> okay, so for my happy place. Um, well, this first one is kind of more than one, but it's also one at the same time. Um, my usual default happy place is inside of gaming. I am, like I said, I am a hardcore gamer. I love pretty much any game that that I can come across. And really, whenever I'm feeling um, upset or even when I was uh, really, like, depressed and feeling alone, uh, anything, if, like, the one place I always love to retreat to is um, any, really any of my games. And the way this is kind of like more than one game is that in my head, I don't imagine myself as just some guy playing a game wherever the hell I am. I imagine that I am this character I'm playing as. I am doing all these things. And... It's just a way for me to escape reality for a moment and feel like I'm actually doing something worthwhile. Uh, And it just gives me like this sense of accomplishment almost. And really it just depends on what kind of a game I put into the system or 
I start running, uh, that really determines uh, exactly where I where I want to put myself, where I want to go. And um, a bit of that mentality is dangerous with some people because <laughs> you need to be able to differentiate the real world from the game world. But I'm, I know I'm able to do that. I would never attempt anything by doing games in real life. Yeah, no. Other than parkour. Uh, I'll get the ice bandages ready. <laughs> and uh, the ice. I mean, it's it's fun and good exercise, so I just love doing it. Um, I don't do anything too crazy, though. I did not know that about you. I told you. No, you didn't. I could have swore I did. No, I would remember parkour. I'm pretty sure I did, but... I'm positive you didn't. This isn't like Hannah. Hannah is his truck, whose name I forgot. But it's a good story on what it was, and he told me on our first date when I was so anxious that I was trying to, like, not freak out. Uh, because it's my... It was... It was different. And he's different than the people that I've previously gone out with. So I was just trying to calm down and keep myself steady and not be like overexcited because overexcited me is. I get pretty amped, <laughs> as Mike can attest to. Literally vibrates with excitement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining to watch. <laughs> Did you have another happy place you wanted to share? Um, so another happy place uh, that I have acquired more recently is um I could pretty much boil it down to pretty much any moment uh, that I've spent with Ricky because uh, a big thing that I always uh, enjoy is really just spending time with people. It doesn't need to be romantic or anything of the sort. We don't really need to be doing anything. Uh, like anything spectacular just spending time with somebody is really enough for me and you always manage to make it interesting really <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way we happen to just go with the flow that has never been something that anyone has ever said that i'm good at <laughs> i plan everything and I never know what's going to happen with you, so it's it's a little unnerving. But, you but still in a go good along, way. <laughs> but you still go along with it, and that's, that's one of the things that I enjoy. I did not know he was going to say that. <laughs> so I'm hearing this for the first time right now, and my face is really red. 
is not fired. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> anyway, uh, I enjoy that happy place. I have loved every minute with you as well. Even when we just sat on benches outside and talked. Or when we sat on those benches and got bitten by those bugs, so we ran to the car. Oh, yeah. Was this the third date? Yeah, we tried to go stargazing and we failed. There were no stars. It was complete cloud cover. And it was really muggy out. So the place we had gone to was like a park nearby. And there were so many mosquitoes. Oh, God. I I still have like a bite behind my arm. And it's been like weeks. Uh yeah so the thing that i think really brought us together is not that we weren't already together sort of but on our first date we're sitting in this restaurant and we've been there for like four hours already it wasn't that there were like that many people that need the table like they didn't need the table we were good and we were still eating because we ate slow oh yeah yeah and then they wouldn't bring us the check yeah, it was it was literally just us talking for hours and hours just because nobody would come to our table. Yeah, we were waiting for a check, we were waiting for a box, we were waiting for our drinks, we waited for everything, which to be fair, I love the restaurant, no no shame, just the wait service is not great. <laughs> um a little disorganized. Yeah. Uh but we went to dinner for four hours and then afterwards we ended up sitting on benches outside my apartment building for another five fucking hours. So, uh, the thing that kind of brought us together more so I think, or the thing that really kind of tied me was we were talking about writing because Mike also writes. I do. And, we were talking about, I just finished a book and at that point I had still had done some editing, but I wrote a book of short stories and poems and kind of detailing my experiences over the last couple of years. And really, I was really proud of this. I still am. Uh, I even ended up showing Mike a few of the poems, uh, one specific that I wrote about him. But we were talking about, I was talking about one of the books that I'm writing or that I'm working on right now. And he told me about a story about a mercenary. It's three books long and insane. Mm -hmm. And somehow we wind, we wound up with all these inside jokes about it. And the thing about the foster sister and Pornhub, <laughs> and it just kind of tumbled from there. Yeah. Um, I really, there was another story that you're working on that was just insane, and I couldn't stop my brain from, like, going, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? 
So I had to like tell myself, calm down, just like relax, let him just tell you, don't get overexcited. I swear this thing sounded like an, um, like a graphic novel that none of us have seen the likes of before. Yeah. My, the whole idea with this, uh, that one particular story is, um, this isn't I'm, the one with the mercenary. Yeah, yeah. This is some completely different and, um, oh, kind of want to keep it secret, but, um, uh, I am co-writing it with my best friend who's, um, I've known him for years and years. We both uh, enjoy uh, this, these types of stories, and we both uh, like to write. Me more than him. He's actually in the other room right now. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, yeah, I've been co-writing it with him for a while now, and um, I'm striving for this particular story to be my magnum opus i am putting literally everything i have into this my heart and soul and even though the mercenary one is my personal favorite i wanted this one above all else to be successful and there's a character that's me yes i did have um a lot of the characters originally uh created but um i've been going around to like all my friends and everyone who asking them like um uh, like uh different questions about as, yeah as, asking them questions about uh things and i would create them a character and put them into the story and um this was while i was um the week i was away from her that i had asked you um the same questions I've asked everyone else. And I made an alteration to put uh, her into the story. As um, ironically, it was one of the main characters. Did not intend for it, but... It I'm just, here for it. <laughs> it fit well with the answers she gave me. The last thing I wanted to touch on which we're running out of time for the show is just that online dating sucks, but I met Mike and uh, Facebook dating. I recommend it because everything else sucks. And now there's Mike and my world is different and yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I've, I can attest to that even before uh, COVID and everything. I hated online dating. I just, I've tried it before. I've tried, uh, what was it? Fucking, uh, Tinder, Bumble, all those stupid ass sites. None of them worked. <laughs> I've always either found assholes or people that just don't really match with me, even the slightest. And I get assholes and abusers and rapists. So, you know, it sucks. Well, yeah. that was mostly okay, Cupid. <laughs> Actually, that was completely okay, Cupid. That was, just, yeah. But uh, then I joined Facebook dating and I found Mike. And you said I was one of the first people you found. 
Yeah. Um, I'm trying to keep this short, but um, same friend who's helping me with the story. He had constantly been trying to get me on to Facebook dating because he'd been finding some okay people on uh, Facebook dating. And I said, all right, one more shot. I'll give this online dating shit one more shot. I'll try it. And after a couple months, I finally met her and I am so glad I did. I'm really glad too. For those of you out there listening, we're staring at each other like idiots and smiling. (laughs) I want to remind everyone that you can reach out to me if you need to, but for other resources, support groups, anything, the NAMI website is incredible. They have everything you could need in terms of resources and helping you find a therapist. I am going to go make out with my boyfriend. Uh, Talk to you later.